What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight for the 2023 season. We are joined by my guy, Daylon Dotson, UT Martin defensive lineman, was a preseason Blue Bloods FCS All-American last year, earned FCS All-American honors from the Coaches Association, was a Hero Sports sophomore All-American and unanimous first-team All-Conference selection by the Blue Bloods, the coaches in the OVC, and Phil Steele as well, won FCS National Defensive Player of the Week last year in October, and also won it again earlier that season. Man, Dalen, appreciate you for hopping on the show. No problem, man. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Thank you for having me. I want to go way back, though, man. Coming out of coming out of Georgia, you uh, you achieved a lot, man. Over 120 career tackles, 27 tackles for loss. You were all region. You were one of the top 100 players in South of Georgia in terms of prospects. What was your recruiting process like? Looking back now, um, my recruiting process it was kind of shaky. You know, I had a couple schools that come to my school to, to see me or hit me up on Twitter, send me mail, but it was not really affirm. I got like three, four offers, but I, I committed that out on the A&M early in my career, but they had took my commitment. So like UTM called me like two, three days before signing day and I just took a chance on them. That's really how that went for real. You, you come in, your freshman season is the COVID season, which is one of the weirdest seasons probably in college football history, especially for the FCS, having to play in spring, never knowing if you were going to have a game each week due to cancellations. How difficult was that season to be your true freshman season in college? Man, I mean, it was very difficult. You know, it was, it broke our hearts when we heard that we didn't have a season. So, like, we was practicing, we was showing up, you know, everybody, you know, we still going like we have a season, you know, we still watching you still watching film, having team meetings, having team lists. But when they told us that, it just broke our hearts. It's like we was at school. We really didn't have nothing to do for real, but just keep working on everything. But, like, we played in the upcoming spring. It was like it just felt like a different feel. It was like, yeah, we ain't played in a while. You know, it's a new team. We bring it back together. And, like, I'm really grateful for those six, seven games we got in the spring because that really, that really um, brought me into college for real. When you got to UT Martin, man, you guys had so much talent on that defense. I mean, whether it was yourself, whether it was Rob Rob Hicks, whether it was John Ford, man, there were so many guys that ended up being All-Americans, winning big awards. When you came in as a young guy, how important were some of those older guys in terms of your development and kind of showing you the ropes, which ultimately led you to becoming the All-American you are? I mean, it was very they, – they were very important, like, guys like David DeBose, Austin Pickett. Like, those are guys, like, in the D-line room, Corbin Hardman, Cameron Brown. They, like, helped me, like, pre- prepare me or, like, inform me into a man for when I first came to college. You know, I was, oh, I'm out of Savannah, trying to be a Savannah kid. But, like, they helped me. It's more outside of, like, being Savannah. So, they were showing me how the ins and outs of the game, the technique and the steps, and that's what helped me bring up. And then when they, then when they left, they told me, like, it's my time now. They pinning me all to see. They told me what I had to do, and I'm just trying to take the team on for from there. 2022 was that year for you, man. All-American honors, first team All-OVC, Hero Sports sophomore All-American. What clicked for you this season? I mean, what clicked for me for real, like the um, coaches that we had just entrusted me for real. Like they gave me the spot. They told me I was starting in once. I, I've been fighting for it for like a year and a half. So once I got it, I was like, yeah, this is my time. Like. God doesn't always answer when you call him, but, like, when you need it, like, that last year was just my needed season. I feel like it was me. I feel like I was a guy, I was a guy up. So, with just prayer and everything, I just blessed to be in that position. So, when I was in that position, I just thrived for real. 
when you look at last year, man, you guys went won back your second straight OVC championship, man. It was co-champs with Simo. When you look at those two teams, man, when did you know how special those two teams can could have been in terms of winning the conference championship and then in 2021 winning only the second playoff game in school history? I mean, the 2021 team, I knew it was special because when we had, we had our quarterback, Keon Howard, it was just like a different leadership in practice. Like, he was one of the guys that like, we'll always step to. Like, if he says something, like, Eric, like, if he's on you or you're making him mad, like, we're going to think that you're in the wrong because, like, he was that guy for us. Like, he was like he was one of the main leaders then. The 22 season, like, guys like John Ford, Rob Hicks, D. Sims, like, our defense the 22 season was, like, it was more like me because it was, like, it's a lot of people that played – that we feel like we was getting overlooked. I feel like like we just had a point to prove that year. Like that's how it's gonna be this year again. It's just last year, last year like Rob picks John Ford. They really like they really set the standard here. They really set the standard for me here. You know, uh, last year it was a weird year, and I always hate this man. I've talked, I've been on the show. I can't stand. I understand it has to happen due to some conference, you know, setups in the FCS. But I think everyone should have to play each other to determine that conference championship. When you guys lost that coin toss, man, and they sent Simo to the playoffs and didn't put you guys in, man. Did that put a chip on this team's shoulders in 2023 to get back to the playoffs and show that, man, we belonged last year? Yeah, that kind of hurt, man. Like, even though that, that day we won the um, OVC championship, like, after the coach came and told us what happened or after we seen what happened, like, the cheering started dying down. Everybody went back to their rooms, like, because that's what we really want to play for. Like, when is OVC sweep? But, like, Everyone trains hard to go to national championship. Like that's the thing around here. Like we don't train just for the OVC. Like that would make us more mad. And then we had to split it with someone that we couldn't even play for real. So it was like you put other teams on our schedule. Like we could have just played Simo, you know. So like that would have been a great game between us. But they didn't. They didn't give us that chance. So like this year is like we know we not like this. Is like it's our villain year for real. That's what I've been telling teams, telling dudes for real. It's like they they they. They tried us last year. Like, they didn't give us a chance. They just, like, we fell out of the rankings. Like, we be seeing the rankings. Like, our whole team gets mad. Like, we don't rank. We not, like, they not even looking at us at all. So, like, we trying to put a statement for this year. We trying to put a statement. It's our statement year for real. For real. And I love to hear the motivation. I, I do believe, man, if they would have made that UT martin Simo game a first-round game, that would have been one of the most hyped games of that first round. I, I definitely yeah, think man. they should have looked into that. Definitely, man. But looking at just uh, this team, man, you are stepping into that leadership role. You mentioned all the names in your answer earlier, but you're that guy now where guys are going to be looking to you as one of those top leaders of the entire team. What are you doing to prepare yourself to step into that leadership role for the Skyhawks? Um, I'm just keeping my head down, just keep working. I know that, like, I'm not, like, yes, my, some of my coaches say I'm a good vocal leader, but like, I'm trying to just lead by example. I know if I put my head down and go to work every day, I know the guys behind me put my head down and go to work every day. Because last year, like, last year, um, the leaders I had, they told they, they were telling us, like, our linebackers, because they was, like, uh, leaders of the D-line for real, for real. So it was like, however you play, if you going hard, I'm going hard, I'm right behind you. So I just took that in my head. I just put it in my mind. Like, I know if we work out in the morning, like, I try my hardest. I'm Like, I be trying to go so I be draining out the workouts. I look to some of my teammates, tell them to put a little bit more weight on the bar, because I know – if I'm in here going hard, you going hard with me, it's nothing can stop us. Your former defensive coordinator now, man, Chris Chris Polizzi, man, he took that Tulsa job this offseason, man. Looking back with him, how instrumental was he in helping you develop as a defensive lineman? Man, Coach P, Coach P set the standard. Coach P, like, every day he'll tell you the same thing. Like, he, he was one of those type coaches, like, he'll tell us what the standard was. He'll tell us what we had to do. He, like, 
he was like he helped us more with stuff off the field than on the field. Uh, I can say like yes, he was a great coach. Yes, he knows the X's and everything. But like you can come talk to him. Like it was plenty of times I didn't came talk to him in his office when it was like certain times where I was that freshman that wanted to play but wasn't getting in. He was just like just gotta keep your head down, keep going. It's a journey. This one makes life more interesting. So like ever since I seen that, that process, like me and Coach Pee have a great relationship. I was I was actually happy for him that he took that job. Man, you know, I, I've kind of got to follow his journey just, you know, from a distance covering FCS football. And I mean, the opportunity couldn't have came for a better guy. And I think both of us knew it was coming eventually. But, but you're in great hands, man. Coach Brandon Butcher steps in that position, been around the program, going to keep that that standard up. Playing under him, man, are you expecting any different scheme changes? And what is kind of he like behind the scenes? No, nah, Coach Bush, Coach Bush is a great coach. Coach Bush is a funny coach. Like, he's actually funny, you know. He he's like a he's like a young coach, so he gets the guys. You know, we can laugh, joke with him. But like, he's a genius. Like, we have a new um, D line coach named um, Devin Santana and Coach Bush. Like, those are the geniuses of our defense. Like, it's stuff that we're it's it's we're gonna have a good year this year. Like, when Coach Blizzy left and they said it was Bush was our coach, like we had no problem with that. Like, I feel like most of our team was excited because we 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 like Coach Bush as a person. Like, we like we actually love Coach Bush. So when he got that, we was just out proud for him, and now we just know we got to put in work. You know, you mentioned you kind of beat me to my next one. And I was going to ask you about Coach Santana, man. You know, I'm an Auburn grad, so I remember when he was on that staff. He coached some guys who were going to end up in the league in the future and has already ended up in the league. When you kind of took a look at his background and what he can do as a D-line coach, man, and when you look at him, what has your relationship building been like for him now over his first, you know, few months on campus? Man, my relationship has been great. Like, Ever since he stepped in, he told me like like when I when he stepped in, he asked me like, what do you see for a coach? What do you like? I asked him like, I want you to demand it from me because you know last year I had a good season, but like that's just step one. You know I just gotta keep going and everything. I was like, I want you to demand it from me. Like certain plays people could do like if I'm doing it, like get on me and like I like he really been doing that. Like at certain times in film and practice, I didn't slap on the player, so I'm like he'll get on me like way harder. Like and then at the end of me, it was like you told me like you wanted me to do it like. So I, I really I really like the way he coached, man. And every day we put in that extra work with him. He helping us on our pass rush game. He having us watch NFL teams, how they pass rush. He having us like he just have he just growing our minds for real with the game of football for real. Like he's growing our minds. When you look at your career, man, you've done you've achieved a lot, man. Two time conference champ. I've mentioned all the all American, the all conference honors. What does Daylon Dotson want to achieve this season? What I want to achieve this season, I want to get the I want to get the team set record. I feel like I can. Like, it's only 11 away. But first off, I want to get that national championship. Like, yeah, the awards can come later, but I want that national championship. I feel like if I get that national championship, everything is going to fall in line. Because if I get that national championship, I'm going to be the OVC champ. Be the OVC champ, then they're going to look at me for first team, All-American, all that. So all, my goal this year is national championship. I know if I go my hardest and I actually go every play and try to get that championship, yeah, I'm going to get the awards. Yeah, it's going to come. But. I'm trying to focus on my team right now. I feel like if we build a team, everybody can get blessed. Everybody can get blessed. If our team goes up, everybody can get blessed. Looking at your game, man, taking a step back, I want you to compare true freshman Daylon Dotson, fresh stepping on campus, man, to the guy I'm talking to now. What's the single biggest developmental change that you've seen in your game? Um, maturity. You know, in high school, like, you just be bigger, stronger, faster than guys. So I used to run past people, you know, talk my talk from here and there. But, like, yeah, it's been some humble, it's been some humble experiences in college here and there. So like, 
now I'm like I'm more mature. Like I know the ins and outs now. Like I know it's certain stuff. Like yeah, I can be more athletic than you, or you can have a little up on me. But if I'm using this type of technique, I'm going with every time. So like I didn't know that first coming. I was just oh I'm just running around him. Or I'm gonna just try to do this. But now I'm like oh yeah I do this. Put my hands here here. So like he just defenseless for real. You know, shifting to some quick hitters, man, to let people get to know you. When you look at your game, who who is a current or former NFL player that you feel like your game models the most? I try to model my game after Matthew Dujan and Brian Burns, like those type of guys, like those type of guys you see in the backfield every play. They wear the long sleeves. They have their own celebration. Like they got their own swag to the game. And I like how they play football for real. It You get a sack, man. What's your go-to sack celebration? Uh, my go-to sack celebration, man. Last year, the guy classified like the Matt Judon when he goes all across his face. Yeah. I'm trying something new this year, though. I'm trying something new this year. I don't know. I got to see, though. I got to see. I got to come home with a swag. Hey, I, the mass celebrations are undefeated. It seems like the OVC, man. There were so many players that I just, for me, going to cover games, like Gino had the mass celebration for the touchdowns where he would come yeah. and pull it over his face. You guys had it across. I was like, the OVC kind of like trademarked that mass celebration last <laughs> season. So I love yeah. it. When, when you look at your career, man, what was your welcome to college moment on the field? Uh, my welcome to college moment. Welcome to, I feel like my welcome to college moment was we played WKU. Like, this was, like, the first actual season after COVID. We played WKU, and I was, like, big. I was, like, playing, like, nose. I was playing nose, tackle, and then. Like, mm. it was, like, it was like a couple plays at nose. Like, I was, like, yeah, I need to I need to get myself back right. Like, I wasn't getting thrown around anything, but I was, like, yeah, these some boys. Like, so after playing them, like, after seeing, like, my first, like, FBS team, like, that really set me straight. Like, I really need, like, seeing my first FBS team was my welcome to college moment. Because, you know, some FCS teams be good, some be cool, but, like, you know how they look at us. So, when we played the FBS team, I was out there, I was making my little plays. I was like, okay, I'm here now. Like, I'm here now. I feel like a lot of a lot of especially at the FCS, a lot of guys welcome to college man, because FCS guys, you can come in and start as a true freshman and then you gotta go play a, a Western Kentucky or Virginia or someone like that. And that's where a lot of those welcome to college members come from. Def I, listen, man, I played offensive line. I know how intense it can get in the trenches. For you, how big of a trash talker are you in between those white lines? Man, bro, I'm a huge one. I ain't I ain't no front, man. It's, it's a <laughs> It's like sometimes my coaches be having to ask me to tone it down in practice, you know. Sometimes, like sometimes again, I'm the type of guy like laugh with the ref, play with the ref. So like when it's time we'll get into it, like he'll let me slide a little bit, you know. But like on the field, I'm, I'm on the field, I'm more focused. But like in practice, like in practice, like that's the environment in our practice. Though everybody talk trash from like coaches, like you get if somebody just something just happened to you, like you gonna hear about it. You gonna hear about it. I think that's a good DNA of like all great teams. Like if you can't talk trash with your coaches and other teammates during practice, you guys probably aren't pushing each other to get yeah, better enough. Yeah, that's you, all you it got, is. That's all it is, bro. Because at the end of practice, we go to the sideline, we hug up. I was talking about some. I was talking about that some of my um, friends today. Like, I like it was a guy that we had um, named Marlon, a new receiver that came in. Like I was talking trash to him. I'm like, you ain't doing, you ain't doing nothing. Then he went and scored on us. I went and doubted him all. Like, bro, that's what I needed. That's all I needed you bring you along. That's it. One on one on the outside, man. What's the number one mistake an offensive lineman can make against you? Um, jump setting me because I feel like I'm athletic enough, like I can take that step and go right back inside. Like I don't feel like there's a lot of old linemen that can stop me from like beating them across their face because like I'm not I'm not slow. Like there's a lot of people that like because I'm big and everything, but like, I can really run. Like 
in practice, I run the linebackers. You know, like I can really run. Like that's a, that's the worst thing a line can do is jump set me or come at me with low hands because we're going straight past you. Like I'm not not even finna play around with you. I think the first time I looked at your film, man, because I, I, I didn't look at your measurements first. I was watching the film. I thought you weighed like 240, 250. Man, mm-hmm. when I saw you were like 280 on the website, I was like, 280? Yeah, I was yeah. Like, there I, ain't I, no I, way. Lost, I lost a couple of, like, last year I played a season, and, like, I was like 260. Okay. And I was like 260 throughout the season. Like, t- like the last two, three games, I was probably like 255, 250. Like, I don't, I don't get no lower than 250. I'm like 260 for real. That's how I play my season. I start my season at 260, 265. That's insane, man. Hey, that that's wild that that athleticism is still there at that size, man. I think that's why the Senior Bowl identified you as one of the top prospects coming out as well on their watch list, man. Looking at you got one play, man. You got to have you got to get to the quarterback. You know they're passing. What's your go-to pass rush move? Oh, man, go-to avenue. I'm going style swipe, like. I'm going, I'm putting my hand straight into your chest to see what you give me. As soon as you give me, if you go low, can you risk over with? You go high, I can ghost. I can, you feel me? If you try to point me to the sideline, I'm going long on you. Like, it's like it's a progression to that move. So, like, as soon as I get my stab in, whatever he gives me, I'm going right off of him. Mm, man, I love it. When you look at your career, man, at the collegiate level, we'll leave the money games, the FBS games out of it, but who are one or two of the best offensive players you've ever had to face? Um, one or two. Um, we played Kennesaw State quarterback last year. Like, he was a good player. Like, he, was, I feel like he was one of the top players I had to face. And um, one of my receivers from my high school, his name is Tyrone Scott. He played for Missouri State. Mm-hmm. Last year he he put he put it up on us. We, oh, he yeah. put it up on us. He put it hey, up on us. He he had he had a career game and that, that yeah, listen he's just us. he's just different. I mean I think he he catches you off guard though man because like you feel like you can put your hands on him. Yeah. And then he, you try to weighs, jam him. He weighs stronger than he he looked <laughs> like. But so after the game I had a number of love for him. I went and hugged him and everything. I was mad at him. I was like bro why you did us bro? Why you did us like that bro? Oh, but hey, shout out to him. I know we got his shot at the next level. Shout out to him for going to ball out. But the final two questions, Dalen, man. The first one is you you waited your turn at UT Martin, man. You broke out with an All-American season. When you look at your overall journey, man, what would it mean to you to be one of the next guys from the FCS to hear your name called in the NFL draft? Man, that would mean everything, man. That would be a huge blessing. That would be something that I grinded for my whole life, like, Get, getting to this point, that's something I grinded for for my whole life. So I just thank God for it. So if I, like, when I make that, or when, because I'm already knowing it's already written, it's already put in the book, I'm already knowing it's going to be my time soon. So whenever it happens, it just happens. I just, I'm just, all I got to do is give glory to God because He just put me in a position to keep going. If an NFL franchise comes to you and asks what they're going to get in Daylon Dotson if they select you in one of the upcoming NFL drafts, man, what do you tell them? I'm not going to say, like, the cliche, you know, you're going to get a hard worker. You're going to yeah. get, like, like what, what you expect me to come in to do, I'm going to do way more than that. Like, I'm already coming from the FCS, so, you know, we got that, you know, chip on our shoulder, you know, how people feel about us, you know what I'm saying. You know, I'm all, I, like, since high school, I barely got to UT Martin. Like, all this has been me, me and hard work. So, like, I'm an example of hard work. And you're going to see, like, if you get me, you gonna see, like that's all I'm telling. Like you gonna see, like don't don't try to put a label on me. I don't wanna be like when you get me, you gonna see. Cause if I make it there, like that's your job. I know you gotta feed your family by recruiting me. 
I got to feed my family by being on your team. So if we both doing what we got to do to feed our family, I'm not going to let you down. Like, I'm not going to let my mom, dad down. I'm not going to do that. Man, I can hear the motivation, man. Quick follow-up. are you? Is that a decision you're going to make after the season? I know you technically still have two years of eligibility left. Is it just going to be a, let's see how I perform this year, or are you definitely coming out after this season? Like, if I perform, if I perform the way I want to perform, then we'll see. But I just okay. want to, I just want to focus on Georgia Week One. Like, I want to focus on, focus on Georgia Week One. Whatever happens, then it's Week Two. Like, I'm just taking it week by week. That's it. That's all I want to focus on is a team, team, team. Hey man, I love the mindset. And talk about a money game to start out Week One, man. Go out there and ball out against Georgia. I don't think there's any better opponent, man, to show the scouts and everyone out there man that you belong but Dalen, i appreciate you hopping on the show man this was a blast let people know where they can find you on social media man keep up with your journey you can find me on twitter at Dalen dotson you can find me on instagram at day1 an underscore um that's really it for i don't really be on too much of the other so you can just follow me on there follow me on twitter man for real for real you can get at me Guys, make sure to go follow my guy Dalen on all social media, man. One of the, like I said, one of the top players in the FCS. Going to be looking to lead UT Martin to their third consecutive OVC title. Get back to the playoffs, man, and earn another year of All-American honors, man. But for Dalen Dotson, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, guys, we are out for right now.